I'm never gonna see Nick again. You leave him alone, you head straight towards death. I won't take all that they hand me down and make out a smile though I wear a frown. And I'm not gonna take it all lying down. Cause once I get started, I go to town. This is Fear the Walking Dead cast, and uh, I'm back with Beth and Brian Hughes. Uh, we're going to be recapping Season 2, Episode 8, called Grotesque. I am Scott McGregor, of course, and happy announcement to make. This is kind of the inaugural episode of Fear the Walking Dead cast, even though we've done all the other ones before this, but we actually have made this an official Two True Freaks Network show now. So, yeah, baby. Brian, you've increased your stock in the network. You, you're now pretty much because you've been drafted to. You two are my official regular co-hosts, basically. Whether you show up or not, you're on, you're going to be on the marquee, um, <laughs> or you're going to take know, all the blame with me, one way or the other. Oh, all I know show. is the numbers the numbers on my paycheck have increased. Yes, so. yes, from zero point <laughs> zero to zero point zero zero one. Yes. There There's just more more zeros there. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's about it. Before the decimal point, though, is preferable. Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah. So we're we've uh, just to explain to people that may be listening to this one for the first time. When you go to the Two True Freaks page and click on Fear the Walking Deadcast, which we hope you will do to listen to this, you'll see a whole bunch of other episodes that I have curated from other places on the network because we did a bunch of, like, me and Serotonin did them originally as, like, one was a five-minute freak, then we did most of season one as Mindless Drivel, and then we did season two, or the first half of season two with Beth and Brian mostly, and uh, Alan Middleton, Middleton occasionally, and Sarah um, for the first half of season two, and on a whim, I just kind of asked one of the head freaks, you know, can I just submit this to make it a regular show in the the regular feed? And he's like, yes. And I'm like, shit. I kind of asked as a joke, and now I have more work to do. Um, but I still think it's cool. So so we have a nice little home for all these now, and we might uh, do some special things for you with the, the Walking Dead proper. Um, as long as it's not stepping on anyone's toes in the network, we're going to kick that can around and see what people think about it. But mostly we're just going to be wrapping up this season. And giving our thoughts on it as usual, and I'm going to babble a lot more than everyone else as usual. But uh, thank you guys for joining me again. It's, I had a great time the first half of this season doing this with you, so looking forward to the rest. And we had an interesting episode to start us back off on. Yes, we do, and I'm so <laughs> glad to be back. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. Woohoo! Yes. 
Said yes, thank you, and and I'm yeah, ready sure. to get into this. Uh, this episode, yeah, I got a few thoughts here. I, I it didn't... was the Nick episode. Oh, Nick all the, the time, absolutely. It's the Nick episode. It's Nick at night. It's, <laughs> it's Nick at day. It's the Nick episode. It's a Nick covered in blood. Yes, it's all Nick all yes. the time. And um, and flashback and some Nick backstory. So I, I don't know what I expected. Kind of expected them to check in with everybody first episode back, but they, they definitely threw us a curveball, so let's but get into it. I don't mind, it. I'm a nickaholic. Yeah, uh, it, was, it was a great episode. I'll, I'll give my thumbs up right at the beginning here, but uh, Nick wakes up um, in his many-colored t-shirt of blood and gore, and he, see, he hasn't hit a shower yet, and uh, he's talking to someone, I I'm a, I just kind of assumed it was that they're still kind of near Celia's compound. I don't remember this woman he was talking to from last season, I don't know if she showed up or not. Um, but basically, it's like she's going one way, and he's kind of reaffirming that, you know, for the audience that I'm, I'm going to find out. I want to find more people like Celia that basically think the Walkers are are okay, and we want to live with them, and they're just kind of another stage of life and death, and, and whatever weird philosophy those people are are going for. Um, so Nick yeah, starts. Doesn't his- that make you wonder where Celia went? Well, did she survive? Well, I still think yeah. Celia got chomped. I'm, so we've got a lot of loose ends that we didn't wrap up at all in this episode. So we just started a lot of new loose ends in this episode. Um, so I got to think. Yeah, be- so we really are back to regular scheduled programming. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> this is how they do it. Mm-hmm. So he, he starts his little road trip. Uh, we're treated to a nice musical hiking montage of Bloody Nick uh, walking towards Tijuana and the opening titles roll. Uh, he gets hooked up with some supplies, some water, a nice little backpack full of stuff from his, his friend from Celia's. And we come back from the commercial break to Nick rummaging some cars on the highway and get a little flashback now with uh, Nick and his girlfriend who, if you remember, was Patient Zero Walker, basically, from Season 1. Her name was Gloria. And we flash back to them both being in rehab, and they're they're kind of practicing what they're going to say in front of the review board um, to ideally get out of rehab, I'm assuming. Um, and in the practice, uh, Nick talks a little bit about his dad, and we get some insight, maybe, and I say maybe, into how Nick and his dad's relationship was, and he kind of acts out you know, what he would say to his dad in front of Gloria, and then they embrace, and it it feels like that, you know, was real stuff from Nick, but I'm not so sure. I'm not sure if he was putting on an act, you know, for Gloria, or, you know, he was supposed to be pretending what he would say to the review board, you know, and his parents. But I I wasn't sure if it was genuine, if he really felt that way about his dad or didn't care. So maybe we'll find out more later. Would you guys? Yeah, I really think he did feel that way. I, I did too, ultimately. But I just a little seed in my mind that said maybe he's just maybe he's faking it, or he was showing Gloria how he'd fake it for the review board. Or he could be faking it for her. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, you know an injured an injured boy like that makes it very attractive for a girl to want to mother him in a way. Does it? Okay. Uh-huh. Notes taken. I'm gonna try that out. <laughs> Someone. <laughs> yeah. Just you know, just look up Florence Nightingale. Yeah. Hey, yes. it won't be hard for you, Scott, since you're not feeling so great. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm always <laughs> broken and sad and pathetic. So yeah, I'm surprised they're not beating my door down. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. 
But um, moving on to our road trip, it's getting dark and Nick enters a home and enjoying a little fire under a nice full moon in the house. Uh, he falls asleep and learns the hard way that other people are actually here, and one of them has a baseball bat. And he tries to reason his way out of getting a really, really bad beating with a bat, but he doesn't. <laughs> and he's forced to leave without his precious supplies. I'm back on the highway, and Nick is scavenging cars and being kind of careless about the walkers because he apparently doesn't want to hurt them. And he finds a radio, which, huzzah, of course works, although he's getting only static. And enter generic apocalyptic bandit crew in a jeep and heavily armed, and Nick hides, and the men proceed to kill some walkers and scavenge the cars. And then, of course, Radio X Machina goes off, because it had to, and gives Nick's position away. The bandits are luckily the worst shots in stormtroopers, and Nick escapes. Uh, Nick is learning that Mexico can be a bit warm this time of year, and he's not doing very well in the sun. And so in one of uh, many survival cliches uh, he tries this episode, Nick tries to get the moisture from a cactus in kind of a hilarious scene. And, you know, it just... I, I thought kind of the just de- deconstruction of, of survival tropes in this was brilliant, and we kind of got to see that Nick is kind of arrogant in the beginning about his survival skills, and he's had oh, a couple yeah. of people telling him, it's like, well, you've got the skills to, to live in this world, and now he's off wandering on his own, and he makes some pretty significant mistakes, and one of them is the cactus, and it was just freaking beautiful. I mean, it was, you know, we all know the old trope about if you're lost in the desert, you know, sometimes you can cut open a, a cactus to, to, to get, you know, water and fluid. And stay hydrated, exactly. you know, it's like an old trope of western movies and stuff <coughs> but of course just Nick starts trying to rip the, the cactus apart and, you know hey, it's got thorns and, you yeah. know, rips the shit out of his hands and just finally gets the thing cut open and drinks it and immediately pukes and if it was the right kind you of cactus know- he probably had a good trip too uh, yeah, that's what I was thinking there. I was like, that. Yeah, that was probably uh, some a little peyote type uh, yeah. situation. Yeah, because I, I was like, okay, well, what kind of damn cactus is this? Because I, I didn't know that those particular cactus exist. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, well, maybe I, he ate a mushroom too, and I just didn't see it. Yeah, I just, I don't. <laughs> I only read about that on the internet. I don't know anything. Now, uh, do you think uh, going back to the bat swinging at him, did anyone feel like the kid in the background is just used to this already? I mean, he didn't hide. He didn't uh, flinch. You know, he didn't do any of that. He just acted like this is just normal every day. Yeah, you know. And I thought it was still pretty new, you know. I thought he would really be reacting to this. His mom would be... Yeah, they asked at least six weeks now, right? They they asked the showrunner on Talking Dead afterwards, like, what the time frame was. Somebody asked him, and he said about two months from the beginning of it, so... So, yeah, Junior's probably seen Mom beat the crap out of a couple intruders at this point. Yeah, not a big deal anymore. But but good catch, Beth. Yeah, I didn't really even think about that. It's always the, the yeah. ladies are leading us to the corners we miss. I love it. Well, you know, it just left me wondering, because <laughs> I, I, I think my kid would have been hiding his face or flinching or scared. You know, he 
he tends to tighten up, you know, yeah. when he sees Mama hand yeah, out a who, can of whip ass. Yeah, one would. Who yeah. directed this episode? Because, um, I mean, I had some serious complaints about some of the things they did. Uh, you know, the... the uh, it's like a Daniel Sackheim. So, yeah, the, you know, the the scene where the, the guys came with the guns and were shooting at the walkers. And then they just, as they run out of bullets, they just stand there and let the walkers come yeah, up and eat them. It's, yeah, those it, are it, it some... Really poorly done, you know. It's just they 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 have plenty of time to run away or yeah. run back to their vehicle, and yeah. they just. It, I gotta it, it agree was, with you on that one, Brian. That yeah, stretched the imagination a little bit. It's like how these people, you know, if these guys are really this idiotic. They would probably wouldn't even have survived the two months that we've been doing this. But uh, yeah, yeah, it was pretty bad. Um, and and Nick's own Nick's own. Um, I mean, it Careless just shows how lucky there. he is, yeah. really. To be center walking with the walkers while these guys are shooting them in the head. You know, they can't tell that he's a walker or not, but it doesn't matter because they're shooting the walkers. There's nothing that's going to stop them from randomly shooting him in the head there. He's right. just standing there. Yeah. Oh. And it was it was a really poorly done scene all around. Well, and, I, I uh, actually, I oh, mean. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I mean, especially while it was, like, you know, the excuse was that the one guy saw Nick and realized he was alive, and that's right. what gave him pause, but still, it's like, man, you've got a pretty slow moving, if you were standing that close to him to begin with, you're an idiot, and the other guy's behind him, there's no excuse they should have been overrun. No. So, yeah, we... <laughs> but before it even gets to that point, I mean, think about the dogs, yeah. So he uh, sees the dogs, and then he starts eating the raw meat of the dog. That's already and been then, that's already been touched by the walkers. Yeah, that's tainted, right meat. There. tainted meat, tainted meat. Yeah, no, but what I'm <laughs> but saying if my, is, if, if my theory is right about Nick, that that's not going to hurt him anyway. No, but that's but, not what I'm where I'm going with this. Where I'm going yeah. with this is that you don't even see him kill a walker, and right afterwards you see him. Covered walking shit. Yeah. with the group of walkers. Now, covered him. Yeah. It doesn't show that he cut up a, a a zombie or a walker. You what you see is him eating a dog and probably using the blood of a dog. Yeah, and that and makes no sense. Yeah, case, I caught that too. Yeah. Exactly. In this case, it, it should not have worked. Yeah. They should have ate his ass. Well, I just figure maybe he found a. The way I guess I excused it in my own brain cannon was he found one of the, the, the walkers, maybe the dog had chewed up and used his guts or whatever. But, yeah, it was kind of a badly edited. As much as I liked the episode, it was there were bad pothole chunks. Yeah, maybe like they that. just cut a scene out that was so much neat, that was needed to be there. But, yeah, I just left me wondering about I'm, that I'm beginning myself. to think EAMC's a little infamous on that, that they probably shoot a lot more, and I'm going by, I just started watching Breaking Bad again, and um, I'm watching, like, that series. I'm watching, like, basically the DVD copy of it, so every episode is almost a full hour long, so there's some extra stuff in there, and so there, all the episodes are kind of like director's cuts, um, and so there's, yeah, a lot so of what, filler stuff, and some of it works, and some of it doesn't, some of it you can see why they cut it out in the first place, but... Um, yeah, I think there's always going to be more that is on the cutting room floor, and it's it's up to a you know decent editor to make it 
flow like it needs to. But yeah, I agree. There were some big kind of taking me out of the show moments, and the yeah, the dog and him being covered in gore. Exactly. Were, were definitely two of them, and and the idiot bandits, but. <laughs> Yeah, and then with the idiot bandits doing what they did, and then, you know, someone helps him out by, sh- uh, he's on top of the van. You yeah, know, we already got the, to the dog. The truck, Dogs were after right. the bandits, I think. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm sorry, Scott, you cut out. What were you saying? Oh, I just said, I, yeah, the dogs were actually after the bandits, weren't they, or before? Yeah, they're after. No, they were, they were before, weren't they? No, well... So I think they were before, and someone uh, helped him get out of that situation because he wasn't covered in blood yet. I mean, oh, he was, right, but right. it was all dried up, and it was it, he he hadn't had blood on him in a long time. Still, yeah, his lips were not <laughs> all. Uh, was that after know, the rain? Was that after the rain? No, the the rain was after the bandits got chopped, and yeah. And he collapsed. They were looking at him from the hill, and he collapsed and woke up as it was raining. Yeah, yeah. but he begins to pray while he's on the van. Yeah, yeah. And, and someone helps him out. Well, yeah, it sounded you know, like the bandits were back, you know, or, or in the distance, and the, the, herd, the herd started was walking Was it the bandits, or was it those group of people that... Yeah, Latina up, Kate Beckinsdale. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. there you go. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I assumed it was the bandits because then they showed up soon after that when he when he joined the herd. So I thought it was maybe them off in the distance. Now, were the walkers. bandits who killed all those walkers were they with the people who were keeping an eye on him and what he was doing and going through? I don't think I don't so. They, they seemed a lot more thuggy and bandity than they did. You know, they were. So yeah. they were their own little group. They weren't together. I, I wasn't sure. Yeah, I didn't. Really, th- I don't think so. They didn't really make that clear. And, I mean, you yeah. know, why in the hell didn't Nick jump in their jeep? You know, he could have made a run for it. He likes, you know, it serves his walking with the dead narrative. He just wants to be part of the crew. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, know. and then they. Uh, when he does finally get the blood all over him, they still pay homage to Daryl with the wings in the back of the shirt. I guess they're going to continue to do that. And that may not it bode works. well for, yeah. Hopefully that's not a bad omen for Daryl over on the other show. And uh, this time I want to ask. Don't even you know, say that. I'll cry right now. <laughs> now Nick, is, Nick is constantly you know, walking around covered in the blood, covered in everything. And yet, other people are willing to hug him and yeah, hold him. Yeah, I noticed that. In the and there. they let him lay on the bed yeah. and, and all that stuff. And doesn't any of that stuff like rub off or anything? Well, you know, they're well, all I crazy mean, walker what? worshippers. So I yeah, guess and doesn't he just stink to high, high heaven? for that. One would yeah. assume, yeah. Um, yeah, one would think. <laughs> But, uh, you know, most people do. You know, I guess you can get used to anything. I mean, I, I, I come from a farm town, and cow shit, chicken shit doesn't really bother me. So I guess you can get a... Dog shit still bugs me, though. Don't get it. Yeah, um, right? Yeah. <laughs> my own shit really bugs me. Uh, need to improve my diet. Um, Let's not go there. <laughs> no, too late. Too late. I choose to be <clears throat> deaf right now. <laughs> Maybe you're um, deaf, too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let me move on here. Um, uh, we get to our next survival cliche after um, 
they have the whole cactus fiasco. Nick drinks his own pee, yay. <laughs> uh, he finds the urine to have a pretentious but nutty flavor and hints of despair. Uh, it gets dark and he seeks shelter in Alexander's Supertramp's abandoned bus. No prize going just, out there. I gotta say, people, do not try this at home, okay? No. You don't immediately drink your pee after you piss. You get it? <laughs> you have to boil it to a certain temperature, then drink it. I mean, this is really out there. This is not how you do it. Well, you know, the worst case scenario, I'd be willing to give it a shot, especially if you don't have the means to boil it. But hope it never comes to to that. that. Yeah, I'm just going to hope that I can make sure to keep my big bottle of water away from the the crazy woman with the bat. You know, that's really the best case scenario. So, uh, does anyone else know who Alexander Supertramp is? why my movie-riddled brain made a connection in this. Um, I didn't catch that, no. Uh, have you ever heard of the story of Into the Wild? The movie Into the Wild? Into the Wild? Yeah. yeah, I've heard of it, yes. But, um, I, the bus that he found, just that triggered that in me. That It looked like the bus that the guy in Into the Wild ended up dying at. i got to give as, as many editing problems as there were. I actually really liked the tension in this, and I really actually thought for a while they might be knocking Nick off in this episode. I'm like, oh shit, didn't he like get arrested just before this season? <laughs> the actor did, remember? And Oh, that's right, yeah. And I'm yeah, like, oh, right. this might be Nick's last episode. Cause I really thought there was a lot of good tension that they might, especially with this is what I thought was, you know, the, the bus from Into the Wild. I'm like, oh my god, they're gonna like make him starve to death right here. You know, or get eaten. I, th- I thought he was maybe done when he lured the uh, herd back to the bus there. And he started praying, but and then the flashbacks in Walking Dead World, getting some flashbacks and backstory on someone that pretty much yeah. put the target on him too. Um, <laughs> but those were good, and, and Nick made it through, so that's cool. And I said, props to the director at least for for making me worry about him. Um, yeah, exactly. But um, oh, we get to the flashback with. Uh, back to rehab with Nick and Gloria preparing to meet with their parents and only Madison is there for Nick however and we learn soon it's because Nick's father has died in a car accident and very dramatic scene obviously so I guess that destroys some of our theories that Madison offed her husband not at all well not you know yeah it's it's still open ended a little bit you know yeah um, car yep. accident would be pretty tough to to cause I guess purposefully but I don't know, you guys still think Madison... Well, I mean, not if she cut the lines on the brake. Yeah, Yeah, let's just see if she shows an aptitude for auto repair sometime. Yeah, yeah. It's cold. (laughs) Thought I went to some dark places. Um, Back to Nick's quest to get himself killed. Hold on a second, hold on a second. When, (laughs) when When they showed that flashback, you know, Madison was there and she was being strong and telling Nick what had what had just happened. Yeah, and she didn't seem sore at all, did she? She no, didn't seem upset. Oh, yeah, just, you know, the thing is, seeing your son upset over a lot. would really not like you guys. Because <laughs> she sold the anguish to me. I, I could read, you know, the heartbroken widow in that performance. She's, I don't know. <laughs> but she seemed sad to have to tell Nick tell that Nick, way. But not, yeah. She didn't seem sad 
because she no longer had a spouse. I'm, I'm going to defer to the woman's intuition on that one, I guess. <laughs> it's now I saw it. Well, yeah, I appreciate it, Scott. Thanks. <laughs> Who'd have but, thought I'd um, be the did... glass half full person in this crowd? I, I'm not used to that. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> now, did did anyone one get that this is the reason why uh, Nick turned to drugs, not because of his death, but uh, but because of their relationship where he complains to to his friend or girlfriend saying, you know, my dad, he never taught me how to be a man. He never taught me this yeah. or he never taught me. Well, when it's just common sense, you teach yourself. You don't, you know, you don't have remember. to remember that the one complaint that he had about his dad is that he was always tired right and that is a giveaway right there that's that's one of those you know warning signs you know that there is somebody that either suffers depression to yeah, great great, great degree or they are someone that that is always on some form of medication yeah well actually that that said to me, I, my mind, since I'm, yay, a depressive, um, th- that's what my mind went to instantly, and that, that got my wheels spinning, that maybe his father's death was actually a suicide, too. Um, so don't discount that. I, I think that might actually come to light. Um, yeah. Because, yeah, it's very heavily hinted. Because he even asked, you know, when Madison was there to tell him, you know, it's like, where's dad? Could he not get out of bed? You know, so... So they're driving that point home for a reason, you know. It's either going to no, be like true. drugs or alcohol or depression or something to that effect that or we'll play a role in all of us. Yeah. 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 No, you're right. You're right. We'll mm-hmm. see here what they're going to say soon. But um, yeah, back to next. Okay, we talked about the dogs. Yeah, Nick's quest to get himself killed. Wild dogs. He's he's got a nice bus to to sleep on, and of course he chooses to sleep on the ground. And not giving Nick a lot of points for being the, the smart survivor in this one. He said he, he got introduced to his own arrogance a little bit and almost paid the ultimate price for it. But So he's sleeping on the ground and wakes up to wild dogs attacking him. And he's bitten pretty badly on the leg and gets to the safety of the roof of the bus where he should have been in the first place. And hey there, big ass herd of walkers, as we said, appear out of nowhere. Like literally another kind of little editing Shortcut they seem to take in this one is like, oh, poof, there's 50 walkers that we didn't know about, you know. Which it's good to think that the, the, the freaking dogs got to him first, presumably, because apparently there were 50 walkers right on their heels and they would have been all over him before he got up on that bus. Um, yeah, and then uh, later on in the next horde of walkers, there's that damn radio. Yeah. No, that no, that was earlier. Remember the radio? That, yeah, yeah, that was when the three guys started uh, shooting at Nick. Yeah. 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 Damn, he was so lucky. I just wow. Yeah, that was. Yeah, they strain the imagination a little bit on this one. They they just need. Yeah. They can tighten. It's not that hard to tighten it up. Either make the guys not shoot so much at him, or maybe Nick gets winged. You know, just make it a little more realistic in this world yeah, of zombies. Yeah, exactly. I'll be cool with that. <laughs> I always they feel funny saying just that. A little. Yeah, it's like make this science fiction property a little more realistic, please. Yeah. 
<laughs> Superman shouldn't yeah. go that fast. He can only go that fast when he's flying. Yes, I don't know. Nerd stuff. <laughs> but, That's uh, great. <laughs> well, then, then we get our, our our thing with the bandits. Well, first of all, I just want to say, fuck you for The Walking Dead. Don't kill the doggies. That's just cruel. I don't like to see it. I won't have any more of it, okay? Gosh, I know someone just like that. He feels the same way. <laughs> you kill as many humans as you want, as horribly as you want. Do not show me another dog carcass or I'm coming for you. <laughs> no Scooby yeah, snacks for you. Yeah, my son can't watch this. Aww. <laughs> yeah. They lingered on that shit, too. That was, like, unnecessary. <laughs> We knew it yeah, was the dog look, carcass. They were They're just like, yeah, dogs. there it is. I mean, suck it up, people. Yeah. You know, they they were demon dogs. They were gunning for him. I mean, they what, were just, you I, know, they even went after yeah. tainted meat. I mean, know. I guess they got to eat too, right? Yeah, they. And they I know. Went after I, I, I know. Prey, though. <laughs> I know what Nick heard when he saw those dogs running at him. Chopper, sick balls. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Stand by me, humor there. <laughs> Well, Nick um, joins the herd, and he, he, I don't know, maybe it was the earlier cactus, but he starts hearing the dead talking to him, and also zombie Gloria hallucination is there. And uh, that's where the bandits meet their untimely demise and, eh, demises, and I almost think for a second that Nick's about to, like, dive in and start chomping on the, uh, the bandits, too, and who knows, could have happened. We didn't get to see it, uh, but he, he looked like he was drooling a little bit there, and you know, he wants to be with his crowd, his people. So, I don't know, what do you think? Nick going to be a cannibal? Is he going to go full dead on us? I don't know. I, don't know. I, th- I think I mean, that... Now the, we're in that's the a barrier twist. he won't cross. I don't <laughs> He's know. pretty hungry. He dug, dug right into that dog pretty quick. <laughs> yeah, but I don't think he would have ate a, a human. Well, I would have. They were some pretty beefy bandits. Um... You know, the takeaway you can get. Wow. <laughs> anyway, three people on a hill are watching all this transpire, and they realize Nick is alive, but he collapses, and they just kind of leave him there. And we get one more flashback, presumably to the night when Gloria turns into patient zero. And Nick wakes up, limps into a pharmacy, but is pissed to find all the good drugs gone. I just, I, I took this as another illustration of Nick not being quite as smart as he thought he was that he's like oh here's a pharmacy I'm just going to find anything I need and it's like no guess what idiot other people have been here and cleaned it out you know the world is not just your oyster and is going to be full of food and meds for you to steal all the time so I think Nick was this episode was about Nick learning some valuable survival techniques yeah, but there was something else that we learned about this particular episode, and it leads back to the theory of, in the regular Walking Dead, whenever Rick died in the bed, and this outbreak happens, it all happens at the same time, Le- leading me to think that he, in fact, is the cure, right? And... Uh, the same thing happens to Nick and to is her name Gloria? Yeah. Okay, so it happens they, to her. She yeah, turns into a zombie because they OD. Right, but, but Nick, she turns yeah. into a zombie and Nick. But Nick went into coma mode and now I'm the cure, like Rick. You think? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. he dies, but he still stays human and comes back alive. So he really and didn't that's die. Why. 
and that's why he could eat the dog after you get, the walker. Yeah, you guys, you guys are maybe starting to sell me on that because the, even the showrunners are calling that Gloria like their patient zero, and that you know, in viral shit realms, that means the first person to get the disease, right? I mean, right, exactly. And Nick would have been. If not the same person, he would have been patient too, but it didn't happen for him because he either beat it, which he did because he's alive, or if he would have died, of course he would have never been the cure. Yeah, we've got no evidence to show that he like took less heroin than her that night or anything, so... No, but they did the same amount of heroin. uh, you know, he they did the same batch. So if it was a hot batch, it would have, it, right. it's gonna kill him. Yeah, yeah. And it just leads me to believe that this particular idea of what may transpire in the future as to how you solve this issue of the walkers is there are people strewn all across the world. That if you died at this particular time and you made it, yeah, you're, you're the cure. cure. Yeah. Uh, okay, yeah. okay. Uh, I got to stop, back up for just a second, and wonder how my wife knows the term "hot batch" has a relation to a drug <laughs> term. I wasn't going to say hey. anything. <laughs> okay, well, I'll, I'll just leave that. We'll bring it up later. Have a nice little pillow talk. Or, yeah, that's for you too. Uh, to work yeah, out. <laughs> Like uh, Alejandro could have said in, in this episode, hey, my name is Paul, and this is between y'all. <laughs> That's right. Oh, that was him. Holy shit. That's right. Yeah, that was him. I knew well, he looked familiar. I knew the name Vegas. looked familiar. Yeah. We'll pretend like we're in Vegas. Okie doke. Okie doke. Actually, I'm so... I just want to say I'm no. so glad that we have this theory down on a recording because... I don't think I've never I haven't seen it anywhere on the internet like regarding the show. Um, so you may have like the exclusive, you know, awesome nerd theory out there, Beth. If it actually I, comes to, I actually posted it on on IMDb a couple years ago. Really? Oh, okay. Yeah, and, and, and I titled it "Rick is the Walking Dead." Okay. Cool. Is, is what I titled it, but I, I didn't, you know, it didn't gain any traction out there, and I, I think it's actually fallen off the list. Yeah, everyone must have just thought, ah, nah, it can't be, but I like it. I like well, it. When they, well, when you say it, you think, yeah, he's the Walking Dead because he's in Walking Dead. You don't think anything of it until you sit there and you really give it some thought. When I watched this first episode, I, I knew immediately. This guy is not only special in the way of how he comes back and everything, you know, happens with his life, but this guy is the cure. I I mean, immediately. And then when Carl gets shot, he gives his son his blood. Yeah, that's right. You know, so he now is also the cure. And, and it's kind interesting. Of, it's, Carl has been nearly mortally wounded several times. Yeah. Shot, you know, that in the chest, in the eye. Yeah. And uh, he survived man. them both. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that's that's didn't, pretty amazing. Didn't kill the brain. So, so. Nope. 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 
So we'll like just that. see if this theory happens, and if so, I'll pop open a cork of champagne. Yeah, absolutely. And <laughs> ask Robert Kirkman for a writing job. Um. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> well, you know, Kirkman had gone on record saying that, you we'll know. We'll never know, yeah. No, there will never be a cure. There will never be uh There'll never be somebody searching for the cure, so to speak. At least uh, in the and, and he, yeah. he said that they would probably never deal with that. I don't believe it, though. I think that's a load of crap just to sit there, misdirection to throw everybody off, just like, just like anything. You know, it's like when the guy tells you to grab the cannoli, get in the car, yeah. you know you're going to get capped, yeah. okay? It's the same thing. He's grabbed the cannoli. He's got the gun, too. You just don't know it. It's going to happen somewhere down the road. No, he's, See, he's the at the point. That's a, go ahead. Beth. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh, well, the only thing that I see that's all, that leads me to question if my theory is right or not is when they went to the CDC. Yeah. And they drew his blood. He, he did whisper something in his ear. We weren't allowed to hear what that was. And when you look back and... Usually, on when you have your um, uh, the captions on, it'll tell you what they're whispering because yeah. you can't hear it. But instead, it says inaudible. So, you know, you're only left to think that he's telling him something that's very unique, very special, very secretive about his blood. But maybe Rick doesn't get it yet. I almost feel like the showrunners. I probably could find this with a Google later. That uh, somebody had, like, at least, like, hinted that it was just that he told him everyone's infected, that he's the first one to, you know, to realize that if you die, it doesn't matter if you're bitten. If you die, you come back. I don't know. I, I could just be my brain had made that up, so, so don't quote me on it, but I thought I had actually read it somewhere. <laughs> Wow, that would have been an inter- interesting. You know, so I don't but the fact exactly that they never they, mentioned it. So I don't remember exactly when they figured it out in in the regular show. Uh, figured what out? That you don't have to be bitten to to come back as one. That even if you just die from like you know a bullet wound, you're gonna well, come back. Well, okay, I'll tell you when um, when the Walking Dead um, introduced. Uh, the walker that had the headgear on, he was uh, covered in police oh, that's gear. Right. Yeah. Do you remember that? And he and yeah. the only way to kill him was up through the head. Yeah. yeah. From the neck. Okay. Well, one of the guys was laying down, and uh, I can't. Uh, it wasn't Glenn, but it was um, the guy who cheated with his wife. Um, Shane. Shane. Thank yeah. you. So. Sh- chain said hey where's the bite that's right mm-hmm. uh, I don't see this guy was bitten that was the episode and forgive me I don't know the, the episode or the name but that was the episode where you realize you don't have to be bitten to be turned yep very good man the, the memory on this woman Brian amazing awesome but well, she can she can remember that, but she she can't remember to put the salt back. Uh, <laughs> Again, stuff for you guys to work out. I 
He's nitpicking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you have to when you're married. That's what, you know, avoids furniture being thrown around. A good nitpick every now and then releases some pressure. Um, not that I know anything about that either. Um, anywho. Well, you know, it allows for great makeup. You know? <laughs> yeah, indeed. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so where were we at? Rick, or Rick, there. Um, Nick, is it a coincidence that their names sound the same, too? I think not. Um, Nicholas wakes up, <laughs> and we did the pharmacy, and then he eventually stumbles onto this new complex, which apparently is like a clinic-slash-hospital area, and treated by a man named Alejandro, who is the main medical dude and a really great bartender. I can't believe I didn't recognize him. Uh, from Pulp Fiction, folks, if you're not following along. Um, Nick has found, uh, this it said, Alejandro in this new community. And he's Who ordered was by, he in Pulp Fiction? He was, he was the, the uh, bartender. Yeah, the bartender in, in uh, Marcellus Wallace's bar there. Who, oh, yeah, he my was, gosh. He was the one that took <laughs> Jules' job after Jules quit. Yeah, that's Who right. nude it? I didn't nude it. Yeah. <laughs> no, I really didn't know. That's, I did not know. Yeah. Hello. But, uh, yeah, Alejandro gives, uh, you know, Nick a little speech about it. He fixes his leg up, and we realize that he's a pretty adept medical guy. He tells Nick that it, this community is apparently along the same lines of what Nick is looking for, you know, people that believe in in, Cecil, uh, in Cecilia. Celia's kind of beliefs about the, the dead should be left alone to do what they're doing. And um, are you... I, should know this by now, Beth, but are you Mexican by descent or some other? Yes, I'm Mexican. Okay, so, I mean, is this, you must, you know, know the, the Day of the Dead traditions better than me and probably your husband even, um, but I mean, is this something that, that kind of resonates with you as far as, like, could you see this happening from that culture and your culture? I can, actually. Yeah. Um, I, I can, and it's something that I, I personally uh wouldn't be able to handle this type of uh it's a religion you know definitely and i i wouldn't be able to do it no way but just because others do doesn't mean you know i have nothing against them or have nothing bad to say against it it's just it's just very strange and i I think that lies a lot (laughs) heavily on uh white witchcraft and black yeah. witchcraft and you know um definitely that realm it kind of scares me because i've seen some things even as a child um even you know my grandmother getting an egg and praying over us my mom does this too you mm-hmm. know um and it, it's just that kind of thing and then they crack open the egg and then they look at the egg and they tell you what they see yeah. sometimes blood is in the egg sometimes it's not and you know sometimes it almost seems to be it's either coincidence or maybe it's real yeah I, I well, can't say well I think it was either in Talking Dead afterwards or uh, said in the show itself something to the effect of you know, there's a concept of three different stages of death, and I just was mainly wondering if that's accurate, you know. Um, you know, I, culture. <laughs> I, I don't really know about that because I, you know, my, my grandmother, she was very into that type of thing, and 
and uh, Day of the Dead and stuff like that, you know. She lived in Mexico. Um, her, my dad, my dad came over when he was eight years old. Uh, my grandma brought him uh, to get away from Mexico, you know, to give him a better life. And uh, they became citizens. My dad fought in the Vietnam War. Uh, but my dad never was into something like that. Yeah. Now my grandmother, yes. Yeah, your dad but, is, uh, he's, he's no nonsense. He, he, yeah, he don't want the bullshit. Well, it sounds <laughs> like you've got, you know, it sounds like you're married to a third generation brujo here too, man. So obedience, oh. that's your best bet. <laughs> <laughs> don't scare him like that. <laughs> He'll be having nightmares. The last thing. Before he married me, so many women who were witches tried to get with him, even one that was already pregnant. Okay, and that just scared the shit out of him. So when he met me, one of the first questions was, you're not a witch, are you? And I'm like, no, why? Uh, what I'd good, uh, do to have a good witch in my life. <laughs> off topic, way off topic, but thank you, Beth. Yeah, I was going to just remove myself from that part of the conversation. <laughs> I didn't need to like delve into your personal life on a podcast, but I appreciate your. Oh input no, on it. you're good. You're good. You know, you if people a... don't get to know you a little bit, uh, you know, yeah. this part of this is, you know, my Mexican heritage. That's why I was bitching a little bit in the last season about some of the things I saw that just were inaccurate and that kind of nonsense. But you know, hey, to each his own. No, I think it's great you have a you know insight into this, so that will serve our podcast well, hopefully, because we're obviously going to be spending some more time in Mexico. So. You know, it, it, and that was something I thought I was thinking about um, as, as this episode went on. You know, that we've had that kind of just not many herds of walkers and not many, not, not many walkers in general yeah. in this, and we're so close to, or at, we're actually in Mexico at this point. And I'm just like, where is everybody? And, and then I started thinking, you know, what if they, what, what would happen in India, you know, especially in yeah. the, the population centers where it's so crowded, and you would have just these massive monster herds of, of, of the Walking Dead. Yeah. And uh, you know, it, it's, it's. I'm surprised in Mexico we haven't seen that. Of course, we're more on the western side where the population is a bit more sparse. Yeah, I was going to say it's not. I mean, it's a huge country, so I don't know how densely populated it is. But it's, it's, he went, about he it. went right through to Tijuana. Yeah, he went a hundred miles. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I wonder if it's not budgetary constraints. Maybe you know they're still probably not dumping full cash load into this series quite yet. Um, well, yeah, you know, and because yeah. I noticed, I, mean, that, I I thought there were a lot of less cars than there should have been too on the highways. Yeah, I mean, it was yeah, that, that was something I noticed. No, Four you're, or five you're cars absolutely here. Absolutely right. You're, you're. I've noticed this since the first season, and you're absolutely right. It coming back a second season says, okay, people are watching it, yeah. but are they getting the ratings they really have with The Walking Dead? And they might only because of what happened in the at the end yeah. of The Walking Dead. Um, I, it's already been greenlit for the third season, so I mean they're, they're that confident in it, I guess. So it must have been well, some kind of numbers. The ratings for this last Sunday were not as great. They were uh, down to three million viewers. Yeah. Thanks. Now that's still the yes, highest rated show on Sunday closing. night. Right. I okay. mean, they they don't have as much competition, so I mean that's probably how they're getting away with it. Um, 
but well, it was also we the are... closing ceremonies of the Olympics. Oh, okay. That yeah, and we, we also had Pittsburgh uh, playing the Eagles, I think. Yeah. Was that that night or was that Saturday? I, I'm getting my, my days mixed up. I'm not uh, sure when that was, but I know that the closing ceremonies were on Sunday. Well, yeah. I have to think that they're, I mean, I know for a fact that they're counting, like, streaming numbers and stuff these days, too. So I imagine it's a very, this and The Walking Dead are, you know, shows like this in general are usually very DVR'd and watched yeah. and people can watch them. And, you know, especially if there's other live stuff going on. So, um, And but, as long as you're recording it, it's counting as it being watched. Yeah. By the way, I, I did a little research here, and I found that in Season 2, Episode 13 of the original Walking Dead, before the dying fire, uh, they reveal that Jenner tells Rick, no matter how you die, you always come back as a walker. Okay, so yeah. In other words, everyone is already infected. Now, this yeah. came after other survivors ask how Randall turned without being bitten, and after we see Shane come back without being bitten. So... Right. I got that uh, on a sci-fi stacker exchange. Okay, Excellent. Cool. Yeah. So, yeah, but uh, still, that, that... Yeah, I'm surprised they're even kind of toying with the idea of, of the patient zero, so we'll see if they... The way I look at it is Kirkman can go forever in the comic without... He's past the point in the comic where that even matters, pretty much. Um but as far as this, you know, it's it's not bound to the comics. So, and I suspect if he's ever told to like wrap up the series, if he has a end date that he knows about, that he'll resolve it somehow. I don't think he'll just leave it hanging. So, are you familiar see. with uh, Whispers? Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty caught up on the comics. Yeah, because uh, there's, you, there's you're a, thinking the uh, same thing I am, aren't you? That <laughs> well, okay, I haven't read the comics either. But uh, just you know, with Nick enjoying his walking with the with the the walkers, uh, someone on IMDb had made a comment that he could become one of the whispers, maybe yeah. an original maybe. before Alpha takes over. Yeah, no, I totally thought that too. Yep, that's it. Because they really kind of hit us over the head with, you know, we know his his leg was bitten and he was exhausted, but I mean, he was so. He had gone to AMC, you know, Walking Dead Walker School, clearly, for this episode. And he learned to be a full-on member of the Walkers because he he, he blended in perfectly, you know. Yeah, but the, just, thing, the thing that scared me about that and what was really interesting is that he moved his head. He looked straight at a walker. He uh, did all the kinds of things that made him look really human. Yeah. And I would have thought he'd blown it, you know? It just seems so obvious. Well, I mean, and they he did it a lot, so... But they they don't... I don't think they see. I think they hear, smell, or sense. Yeah. And it's the smell, of course, that's it's one thing that, that saves him. Uh, you know, and that sound is definitely the thing that tells you, you know, unless you're going... <laughs> You make any sound other than that, they're going to look at you. Yeah. So now, did anyone? Uh, oh, I'm sorry, babe. Uh, no, I, I, I got you. Really. Okay. I, I get it. I just, I don't know if I agree with how it was done, but that's just me. Now, did anyone um, think that this doctor questioning him was the man who said yay or nay? on him entering the compound 
I'm because they brought him in. Leader, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, they bring him in. He patches up his leg. He asks all these questions. And when Nick, uh, he makes a comment about how he feels about the dead. And it was good enough for the guy that he responded with opening the doors to show him the way in. Yeah, yeah. And so, then you got to see a typical Mexican flea market. Yeah. I swear, oh, yeah. it was like we just gone to Trader's Village. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> and I was sitting there going, okay, where's the guy with the corn with the paprika on it? Because uh, I was getting kind of hungry for that. Well, that's, it. that's why I love having Beth here, because we can, we can test the veracity of the show and make sure they're staying on point with with all the cultural stuff, and we'll write them angry letters or something if they're not. <laughs> Speaking of letters, um, I want to give out, I want to tell our listeners they can email us, and I'm going to have you email us at weeklyheroics at yahoo.com. So I'm not going to start a new email address because I've got like eight of them now. So we're just send everything to that one if you want. Um, comments, questions, insults, dirty pictures, whatever you want to send us. Um <laughs> And, um, yeah, weeklyheroics at yahoo.com. So there's that piece of business. Because we we're dirty official. Limits. Dirty limericks are always good. Yep. A zombie related, preferably. Or if we miss something, <laughs> let us know, guys. Let us yeah. know. Uh, let us respond to it. Or let us put it out there on the air. Or read your letter about what you think about our podcast. Just uh, let us know. Yeah, absolutely. Well, yes, I've been dying to read an email. I've gotten. A grand total of, I think, three since I've started this podcasting thing, and would love to have more feedback because I have a big ego to feed. Um, <laughs> <laughs> then maybe but, I should keep emailing you. <laughs> sure, you know, I'll take it. Even, even, yeah, you know, I'll take guilt emails. That's not a problem. Um, <laughs> but that's about it for this episode. I don't know. Did you guys get to see the previews? The previews are pretty spoilery. Yes. Um, and I guess since it's out there on the net, we can we can talk about it a little bit. But the previews, uh, basically, we have human sacrifice going on. Um, and my understanding is it's probably when somebody gets really ill, maybe inoperably ill in this community, they give themselves to the herd or something like that. Because apparently, the I think they talked about this on Talking Dead. So it's out there. I'm not spoiling anything other than, you know, what we so always spoil. Did it kind of seem almost like um, like the Mayans whenever one was chosen to be fed to the to appease the gods? In a way, but it's also um, apparently the community is set up where the walkers around it are kind of like a moat of walkers, their protection. So um, you you give yourself to the wall. I think they said on Talking Dead. Um, so you you know walk out and become a walker and help protect the community. Wow. Yeah. Wow. But um, yeah. So. So not, they gotta keep letting people in in order to let people out. Yeah. Um, and I, I I hope I assume we'll find out what the criteria for mm. someone deciding that you're not able to be treated anymore. So you got to go on your little walk of, of doom. Wow. You know, so, and, and and you just made me think of something that is is a point that I wanted to bring up. When you know you've got all the kids and everything else in this area that they have, 
you know, the whatever you want to call it. Um, everybody is, you know, walking around, they're doing their thing, the kids are playing and whatnot. And don't you think that when you see that anyone that dies comes back as one of these things that you would enact maybe uh, a lot more caution on everybody you know the kids shouldn't be running around We, I mean I know you want kids to be kids no but, but it's just accident. the noise factor yeah the accidents yeah. happen so easy that you know you just want to prevent them any way possible I guess but, but again, I, I'm putting a lot more thought into this than, than uh, you know. I mean, it's a valid question to see how, you know, how deeply this belief in the dead are just another, you know, a, a stage of our evolution or something, or whatever these people kind of think is going on. Um, you know, how deep it goes, and it's like, well, do we not try to even be safe? Because if we all turn into zombies, that's the that's the desired way of things anyway. Because, I mean, it's it's really kind of becoming a religious thing to a certain extent, or an offshoot of an already existing religious thing, which, you know, yeah, just take a look at the state of the world, and we know how badly that can go occasionally. Um, so it's like, you know, you, you can you can even dispense with your own sense of self-preservation if you're a religious zealot strongly enough. So, you know, you wonder if these people are just going to get careless, and, and eventually the whole town's going to be overrun because... Yeah, uh, there's my uncle, you know, and he's dead and he's coming at me, but we're all family, so I guess I have to let him eat me. Uh, so I guess we're going to see how that goes, because Celia almost, you know, willingly went to her doom when Madison coldly locked her in the room with her, her friends and family there. So and that's I'm very excited about this show, and I'll, despite its issues, which are many on a good night, uh, I'm sticking with it because... I don't know where the hell it's going. We don't have any books to read, so I, I'm it's in, still I'm exciting. Yeah, I am too. Absolutely, and I just love that we're getting to see a different culture and that they're it's becoming an international, you know, thing. And I I almost hope said I hope the rest of the crew's still on the boat in a way and just exploring other places because that would be great too. You know, I say they should just go right across to Europe. I want to see what's happening in Great Britain and stuff. Boy, it would be so cool if they would have just kept it on the water, too. That would have been great. A great yeah. series. So different. So differently done in a confined area, you know? I, oh, well, my I'm gosh. Sure I got to think the Strand, Madison, and, and uh, Alicia crew are still going to be on the boat for a while. Uh, I'm sure it looks like from the previews, we're going to be checking in with just about everybody next week. So that'll be cool. Um, yeah, because I can we, only imagine what's happened with the kid that seems to be a serial killer. Yeah, so we've got like three different Travis. crews out there at this point, and and so lots of opportunities for stories. But we're yeah. just over an hour here tonight, so I think we'll wrap it did, up. But did we see up. any of Travis in the no. Uh, preview? No, zero. Um, in the preview for next week, I mean. I, not in the. Uh, I didn't no, see I him in the so. preview. I seen him in the um, in the recap, of course, but not in the preview. And and the thing is, is that uh, like this episode, they had everybody in the credits. You know, it, yeah. even though they weren't in the episode, they were in the credits still. Even though it was a Nick episode, a Nick episode again, if you will. Uh, <laughs> 
So, you know, it's like you, you never know who's going to be in one episode to the next at this point. And what about, uh, what's her name? The angry, vindictive Asian girl that was on the boat. Yeah, Alex. Um, yeah, is, is she going to come back? Are we going to see her again? I think she said she was coming back. for them not to come back. For yeah. her not to come back would be a complete loss. Yeah. She's a very strong character. I think it would really... Um, it looks like she might be in the next episode. According to IMDB, she is. Really? Nice. Not, yeah, not always very accurate, but yeah, she's like so top, maybe of the, she's, top of the credit cast in the next episode. So Ruben maybe Blade she's too. in this. Uh, maybe she's in this little uh, kept town that uh, Nick's in. Yeah. Uh, there's again. That's that's a. You know, more than a hundred miles in from where everybody else was. Yeah, but so, it yeah, looks like I mean, it's got like her. the whole cast again, like including they people we kind of think might about be dead. So. Miles behind anyway. Hmm. Well, she had basically yeah, well, she had she was still on the pirate ship last time we knew, right? Right, they left her behind anyway, so. Yeah. So for all you know, we know, she had said, all she, that time to find a good place to go. Yeah. I hope if they just do it logically. I mean, I hope we don't... Because even the regular Walking Dead has kind of strained the imagination a couple times on, you know, when everyone splits up and, and they conveniently all get back together. Um, probably a lot easier than they should have. Um, and so I just hope they, they follow a logical strain. Because you got to know they'll eventually get most everyone back together. Because that's kind of the the way yeah. these stories go, but I just hope they kind of do it well. Now, do we know when The Walking Dead uh, starts to air again, The Regular Walking Dead? October something, I believe it is. Oh, okay. So it's yeah. not too far away. No. Yeah, and, and to add on to what uh, what you were saying there, Scott, it not only is she, she, it Alex is in next week's episode, she's also in episode 12, 13, 14, and 15. Hmm, okay. And Hope maybe so, uh, yeah. so, yeah, it looks like... Maybe they'll like her enough that they'll keep her. I can only hope so. I think the overwhelming response for her to come back is going to be really... Um, it, it'll hopefully boost ratings. I think people really like this girl. It'll yeah, help. Yeah, wouldn't her. I mean, she'd be... She was a big focus of a couple episodes. It just would be... And, you know, she didn't die on screen, so it would be a waste of potential body down the road if they don't bring her back at least. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, I would, you know, we, we don't know if we're going to lose an Asian over on, on regular Walking Dead, but they're they're not exactly the, the best represented group in this show. So, yeah. always be... <laughs> well, the finale for Fear is October 9th. Okay, so yeah, the regular one's going to probably kick in right after that, I would imagine. Which is good, because I hate big gaps in my TV viewing. Yeah, and then it, mm. the fact that there are one right after another, Fear, then Walking Dead, that is so great. Because yeah. I just can't get enough. And we just need, like, Walking Dead wintertime, you know, Great White North or something, and it's just a bunch of frozen zombies. Well, yeah, we still got to save, you know, some room people for hanging Game of out Thrones. Like, jeez, man, those people down south must really be having it rough. But. It looks like there's a two-week gap. So yeah. the uh, the uh, first episode of season seven is October twenty third. Sweet, nice. Blue beans. 
right, I think we'll wrap it up. This has been uh, Fear the Walking Dead cast is our official name now, and you will find a recap of every episode so far on the Teacher Freaks page, and you find a big honking Amazon button, too, which you should click and buy stuff from. And you should listen to Brian Hughes over on... Um, Third degree burn. burn. I got it this time. I remember. Yeah, you did. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, Beth Hughes will be on wherever we can drag her in because she's awesome. Um, Thank you. She's got a sexy voice. Yeah, one you know, and absolutely can't can't beat that. Uh, (laughs) You got to hear her sing "Happy Birthday." Oh Oh, no! Yeah, Yeah, I'm going to record it one time time next year. Well, February 12th. Oh, that's, he uh, says it sounds like Marilyn Monroe. You gotta, that's, you gotta go for Marilyn Monroe. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, folks. We'll see Good you night. next week. Adios, Sayonara. Until next time. How long were you willing to go before you reach all yourself? Punchline, left a punchline, leaving us so, leaving us so. Turin